Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi, welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I'm Jag Sander, your host today. Um, today I have a gorgeous lady all the way from California. Her name is Tracy. Tracy is a psychic business coach and energy healer who I got to know over the last year or so. Um, she has an incredible story. Um, she used to work in a corporate environment for over 15 years. And now she has now stepped into the world of light worker and energy healing so to, i am welcome tracy hello tracy how are you hi, hi thanks for having me i'm so excited to be here with you today it's brilliant to have you as well so tracy i know i mean we've known one another for quite some time now yeah um, do you want to tell everybody your background what you've done because I know life hasn't always been easy so you've had to come you've had to overcome quite a lot of obstacles to get where you are today so I mean would you say like where where you are now and where you were 20 years ago is there a very vast contrast oh my gosh it's it's like yeah it's indescribable you know and that person that i was seems like so distant you know um it it's it's almost like it was so it seems like so far back that it didn't ever really exist you know but it did it's it's like it's bizarre when i think about it yeah yeah would you say i mean obviously i know you're doing a lot of energy work Mm-hmm. energy healing um and helping people overcome their limiting beliefs their mindsets doing a huge shift um you know the karmic life path that you've healing that you've done as well which is right. i've had that from you which i found really really helpful especially the limiting beliefs around certain areas which right. um when we initially met that's one of the healings that i had from you yeah um, but when you were younger, would you say you were aware of being a light worker or did, did you realize that as you were going, growing older? Because obviously some people have experiences from a really young age mm. and some people realize as they're growing up, like maybe when they're at like about eight, nine, ten, going into their teens, you know, where they're having yeah. really strange experiences. Yeah, I I was a psychic kid. So I mean, I from the time I could remember, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years old, I definitely saw ghosts. um, And that scared me. It was really scary. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't want that. I mean, I would like sleep with the blankets over my head, even in the summer, if it was a hundred degrees, I would have the blankets over my head. I slept with the hall light on until I was like 14. Really? I told my grandma, you know, don't turn off the light. I was so, so scared. And then I also would have dreams that would come true, but they would be dreams of like airplane crashes and earthquakes and, and they, you know, and just like, um, you know, my cat dying or whatever those kinds of things and they would come true and they were always like you know those types of um, Mm. heartbreaking situations and I just didn't understand 
um, why that was going on. So yeah, so I did have that. I was always like the weird kid. I was always very different and that um, it bothered me. You know, it, I really, I could feel, I could feel that I was different. I knew I was different. Um, and I felt very, you know, I, I just felt that from a very young age, but I didn't know why, you know, I didn't know why. And been growing up, obviously, everyone has different experiences where some people are really, some families are welcoming of their children's gifts. Some families aren't. How did you find that growing up? Were your family aware of the gift? Is Does it run in the family or is it just... Something. Yeah, it, um, it's interesting. My grandmother um, pretty much raised me. So she would play games with me. Um, and so that was fun. That was like, I always like guessed, you know, different colors <laughs> or cards and she would play those games. That was really fun. Um, and like back then, back in the day, we called it ESP. I would say, Grandma, I have ESP, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so that was, that was fun. That wasn't scary. Um, but the rest of it, I just, you know, it was just that feeling of being so very different from everybody else, you know, and not, and I think a lot of us light workers have that same. Yeah, definitely. Out. I mean, I have, I have to say when I was growing up, I always felt stranger than my cousins because, and even my siblings. And it's just, even now I'm the weirdo. <laughs> I'm the odd one. I'm just like, I'm not going there but it's just one of those things but would I mean like some light workers go I mean I obviously everyone goes through dif different stages and difficult stages mm -hmm. but would you say you ever went for a rebellious phase because obviously everyone's has different experiences yeah would you say that you kind of went against the norm or were, did you um, ever feel as if you were rebelling against what you should be doing or did yeah. your grandmother try and reprimand you, you know, like elders do? So, yeah, I was always, um, I became, well, I became, I always felt like I, you know, like I didn't, I was really smart, but I didn't like school because I don't know, I just never liked being put in a box. And I felt like, you know, a lot of times I would feel like, why are we doing this? You know, like this doesn't make sense. Um, I wasn't raised religiously, but the, you know, the few times that I went to church with friends, you know, with school friends or whatever, I was like, you know, questioning things like, what about, how come nobody's, I was always like questioning, like, why are we doing this? What's the point of this from a really young age? And I realized that nobody was else asking questions. So I learned to not ask questions anymore, to just be quiet and don't ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like you kind of, it's like we we become conditioned to think in a certain way yeah. in, instead of doing yeah totally um yeah totally conditioned um you know so un unfortunately because I felt so different and I didn't have the family structure um I did get into drugs in you know high school drugs and alcohol at a young age um to kind of fit in and feel accepted you know um by other kids and how do you think that shaped you, like, as you were getting older, going into your 20s, like, and stuff, and, like, when you were trying to carve out a career? I mean, did you always know that you would go down a spiritual path, like, energy healing? Or did oh, that come yes. later? No, no, not at all. So, yeah, it was, like, um, not even, not, I had no clue about you know, spirituality. Mm -hmm. However, there were always signs. So 
what happened is, you know, because I was kind of like went through this wild, crazy rebellious stage, I got pregnant at a young age, unmarried, um, had a child, you know, ended up being a single parent. But there was always, so then I knew that I, I said, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to raise my daughter the way my mother raised me, which was basically, she didn't raise me. She gave me, you know, she left me to my grandma to raise me. Yeah. Um, she couldn't, she couldn't just, she could not deal with being um, a, a mother or a single mother. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made, you know, I made that, I said, I'm not going to do that. I will not, I'm, I don't know who I'm going to be, but I'm not going to be like my mother that much. I know, right. I don't want to be yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. I want to be anything but that person. And so that's when I realized, looking back, that I have been supported by the universe for the longest time. I, I realized that my daughter's dad was abusive, alcoholic. When I was like 22 years old, I left him <laughs> with a baby. I, and that's the first time I, I was very scared. I didn't know what to do, but I left because I knew I didn't want yeah. to be you know, in that like- situation. It's almost like what I'm feeling from you, and I'm getting goosebumps as I'm talking about this. It's almost like deep down, you always knew you were different. Like, as we said, that you always knew you were different. But it's almost as if there was something pushing you or something. Yeah. That was out of your comfort zone to break that cycle, if that makes sense. Because it's almost as if there was this con. I don't know the thing that I'm feeling is there was this fear constantly there at the back of your mind as in why did my mum leave me did she not love me so it's almost like it must have raised a lot of questions within your mind um yeah for sure yeah so you know that was the first time that I said you know like really um kind of stepped into my power even though i didn't know what that power was you know because i was just like a 22 year old child myself um but somehow i managed to have the awareness to leave and and just say okay you know i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm not staying here right And so I had that somehow that awareness to leave and you know not too long after that um and I was also very firm in my beliefs. I said, well, I'm never going to end up with a man that was going to be abusive or anything like yeah. that. And mm-hmm. I was, and that's when I was given the opportunity of a really good job um, that allowed me the financial freedom with a young child to, to, you know, build a life for myself where I didn't need to rely on anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and what sort of job was it? Was it like in a corporate environment? Yeah, it was a corporate for a, um, a big, at that time, it was a um, Fortune 500, you know, big five accounting firm. Mm. And so, um, yeah, that, and that set me, because I worked for that well-known company um, that was like the top company in the world, I excelled my career for the mm. next, you know, 15 years. But even though when you were, in the corporate environment because obviously having worked in a corporate environment myself for the last god knows how many years 15 16 years myself you know in different corporate environments did you ever feel that i don't want to be doing this oh yeah i changed 
Yeah, I changed jobs about every two years. I never held a job for more than two years because I, again, I felt that feeling of like, oh, this is great in the beginning, but then it was like very, like, I don't know, it became like you're in your box, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, you have to follow these rules and whatever. And I was like, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, like, restricted. like you're just feeling restricted in a corner and not being able to do anything. But yeah. do you, would you say that you were ever, you ever felt as if you were being pushed by the universe, by situations and circumstances to go and do something, branch out on your own? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I felt like I felt I was always trying to think of something I could do, you know, to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't, I didn't know how I had no idea how, and I had a child and, you know, so I always would make like a lot of people do. I made an excuse well, my job is okay, but I make really good money. That was always my, you know, excuse. I make really good money. And so, you know, I would just move from job to job. At that time, it was easy to do. It's not like the economy now where, you know, that's harder to do. It was really easy to yeah. just, you know, go get another job and make more money and do this yeah. and that. And so I just did that repetitively over and over again in different jobs. Mm. Well, uh, when you say you kind of started having that true calling so to speak or you were pushed mm -hmm. more towards your actual gift when did like how yeah. like, I suppose when did the penny actually really drop for you to say right this is the way that I'm going or the universe gave you a sign to say yeah, at some point, um, at some point throughout that, it kept happening over and over again. It was getting harder and harder to um, live that way. You know, it, I would get into a job and it would be like, I can't even stay here for uh, six months. I got to get out of here. It, it just became that feeling in my, I couldn't, I didn't know what it was at the time, but it was like, I felt that feeling so deep down in my soul. It was my soul talking, you know, that yes, my soul was being crushed and I could no longer ignore that voice. And it hurt so bad. I would get on the train. I used to commute, you know, I'd get on the train and I would sit there and look at everybody at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. And I would think to myself, is this all there is to life? Is this all there is? And I was wondering if anybody else thinks like that. You know, why, why am I so unhappy? Why can't I just go to work like everybody else does? You know, yeah. there must be really something wrong with me because I can't go to work like everybody else does. And so I always thought, again, I was thinking there is something absolutely wrong with me. I must have depression or I need medication so that I can be in this world, you know? And every time I asked myself that deep question of, is this all there is? I got this sinking feeling that made me so depressed. I would, I just had to like get all distracted because I did not want to feel that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a nice place to be, especially like when, and I suppose like being an empath as well, you end up like picking up on everybody else's energies as well yeah. and you can't really work out what is what is actually your feeling and what isn't um yeah. so i suppose were you uh, would you say you were working in quite toxic environments as well with different people or yeah, they were stressful jobs they had a lot of responsibility um mm -hmm. very stressful 
Um, and you know, it's, it just, it was so out of alignment for me, you know, but I didn't, I didn't know it. So I drank a lot of alcohol to cope because that would kind of relieve the stress and the anxiety. Um, I would go to sleep and I would get up and do it all over again the next day. Right. You know, get on the train and, you know, and I always thought like, why is this so difficult for me? Everybody else does this. Yeah. I just know. Yeah. It's almost like you, you, obviously a lot of people deal with things in different ways. And obviously with the alcohol, it was numbing you. So you couldn't feel anything. Yeah. what like kind of triggered you to actually make that take that leap of faith? I mean, did you actually walk out of the job or did yeah. you or did you get like did you get offered a package or no. so, yeah, so in two thousand eight I had it was actually a I was a partner. It was partly my company that I had built um, you know, with my partner and it was real estate related. So the crash was coming at that time. I saw the writing on the wall. And I just couldn't, you know, I just, it was always like that work harder. Well, you know, it, it was always work harder, work harder. And yeah. I said, there's nothing else to work harder towards. You know, this thing is crumbling. The company was really crumbling. And my boss was like, work harder, work harder. You got to work yeah. harder. You got to work harder. And I just walked out. I walked out the door. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that was it. I didn't even know what I was going to do. I had no clue about anything. I just knew that I couldn't take another second of living like that. It must have been so soul-destroying because it's almost like you're working, but for what? And it's almost like you kind of... I, I mean, the best way I can probably describe it is almost like you're kind of a zombie. Yes. It's like you're operating from day to day and you, you're not feeling anything. It's almost no. like you wanted to become that child again to feel and to be able to enjoy life again. Yeah. So what, what happened after that? I mean, the other question I was going to ask you is obviously mm-hmm. when you left your husband initially and stuff, how did that impact your relationship with other people around you? Did you, were you wary and stuff? How did you overcome that? Because obviously where you said that your husband was abusive and everything. Yeah. Um, obviously that must have left a mark on you, but, and oh, yeah, for sure. gave you lot, probably left you with a lot of self worth issues, for example, you know, but how did you overcome those? Because it's, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm sure you, you're, you've come across this as well, that a lot of people who are empaths, they have these issues with relationships. Yeah, totally. So what I did is, um, I became, I did, I always like do the extreme opposite, you know, of, so after that experience, I did the extreme opposite. I really didn't get into relationships. Um, you know, I would, and I made sure that I was always in control of the relationships so that, you know, I could break it off when I wanted to. I never moved in with it. I didn't want to ever be not in control or feel so trapped with somebody. So I wanted to maintain my independence. Um, and so I, and, and so that was super important to me to maintain my independence um, and have my own place and, you know, whatever, so that if something happened to a relationship, I still had my job, I had my, you know, my house, my, you know, my this, my that. Yeah. So I did, I, I became really super strong and independent and fierce. And so guys really didn't mess with me. 
because my <laughs> it was like, I'm not going near there. I'm not going near. I'm not going there. Was it like almost you were wearing a sign like don't mess with me? Yeah, don't me. f with me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I went the like extreme opposite um, yeah. because I just really, you know, I pushed people away, and I was like, don't f with me because I'm, you know. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, inside internally, you must have wanted that steady mm-hmm. environment. Oh yeah, for what, sure. How did you go go from "Don't f with me" to meeting your husband? Yeah. It must be a story. Yeah. So that I wrote. You know, I was like getting tired of dating and not finding you know what I wanted, and you know that whole thing, right? And then yeah. I literally wrote down. This is when I was I was starting to get a little bit more spiritual. You know, I had seen the secret, and that was a huge turning. How point. long ago was that? That was like two thousand seven. Mm. Yeah. So, so about ten. The time ago. when you made that jump. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, it started. I had by that time I had started to have spiritual experiences, and so, mm-hmm. um, and I was, you know, reading Wayne Dyer and, um, you know, some of the more well-known spiritual people, right? Yeah. So, um, and then so I had I forget what book I read. Maybe it was Louise Hay, or you know, I had written out what I wanted. I wrote down everything that I wanted in a man, and and you know, they talk about well, don't you know, really write down what it is that you really want. Like you want a loving, caring person you want. And then it is, it's Louise Hay where she says, think of your qualities, the qualities that you have. And that's what you want back in a person. You don't Mm -hmm. ask for something that you don't have yourself. Right. And so I did that and I wrote that down on a piece of paper and the decision, and I made a decision that, you know, I was going to find somebody (laughs) Um, was, you know, ready and willing to love me because I deserved that. And that's when I met my husband. And when I look back on that list, he is every single thing on that list. Great. None of it was material things. None of it was material. It was all the, you know, the inter, interpersonal relationship, you know, feelings, emotions. Before you actually met your husband, you must have had to do a lot of work within yourself. Because I know obviously you said around 2007 you started watching The Secret and stuff. So would yeah. you say that was what triggered you to actually make those changes internally in order for your husband to come in? Or were you doing that over time? I think that um, I, I've always been, it's weird because I've always been like a really good manifester, even though I didn't know what, you know, I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. So much about it, but I was really good at manifesting and that's that. And now, you know, and again, thinking back of everything that I've done and been through in my life, I was so fully supported by the universe. Yeah. It's surprising how, when you look back, you know, you'd be like, Oh yeah, that happened. I did think about that because I remember like being younger and thinking of places like for for example yeah one day I'll go to Italy and my cousin actually married someone who lived in Italy mm-hmm. so you know it's just really really weird how things actually do come about yes so all of those things when you really think about everything that you know yeah just everything that fell into place the job or the you know whatever it was um it was it was like really like those things just happened pretty effortlessly and a lot of times I did I was visualizing what I wanted I 
I specifically remember visualizing what I wanted, even though I didn't know that was a part of manifesting. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how we've got the tools, but we don't know. Yeah. There's no names for these tools. So when you actually took that leap of faith, when you walked away from the business, Mm -hmm. by that time you started having the spiritual experiences what made you realize you were a healer did you start did you actually um have like a divine download or did you actually um have someone help you tap into that yeah that was those other those synchronistic things that just happened um i was attracted to reiki like most people that are kind of on their path they seem to turn to reiki first yeah yeah, and so um, I, I was attracted to that, and I just, like, went to this meditation, and I don't even remember the exact conversation, but I was like, um, I, you know, I'm interested in Reiki. Does anybody, you know, where can I do that or find out more about it? And this woman came out, and, and she was like, followed me. She's like calling me as I walked to my car, and she gave me a business card of somebody that does Reiki in the area. And I called that person, and next thing you know, I signed up for you know, Reiki One. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was so profound in my life at that time. It was like absolutely life-changing. When I did that Reiki class, my psychic abilities came back. But at that time, I thought I could only be psychic if I was doing Reiki on somebody. Because I would, you know, put my hands at, you know, and do the Reiki. And I would get all this, all these, you know, psychic hits and visions. But I thought that I could only do it while I was doing Reiki. I didn't know that I could do it, you know, without... without, uh, without turning the reiki on yeah so it's almost like but i i what i found is obviously i've done egyptian reiki the zekin reiki and i have found that when i got attuned to it it kind of heightened yes ability a bit more than what it was before um did you find that as well yeah absolutely it really opened yeah it really opened that channel back up yeah and I also think that that was really part of my awakening, um, that whole ascension process for me, that was like 2008 through two, 2009, 2010, where it was really, really, really strong uh-huh. and powerful. And all those things just started, you know, flooding into my life. All those synchronicities started happening, happening just like one right after the other, um, and, and I got exactly what I needed. You know, it was, it was profound the way that all came about very quickly. It seems as if there were like major shifts really, really quickly all in like yeah. a domino effect for you. Yeah. But really major shifts. Would you say that you were like quite, how did you take it? Did you take it in your stride? Was it very overwhelming? Because some people, I mean, with me, I know that when I've been hit with things like that, I kind of find it overwhelming because one, you're even more sensitive to other people's emotions and you're picking up on everybody around you. But how did you deal with it? I mean, were you going through meditation classes? What kind of protection were you using? Because it must have been, how can I, it, it kind of must have been quite scary to have all this come back after all these years because obviously you'd not tapped into that side for over 10 15 years i assume 
Yeah, even longer than that. But yeah, it came back. It was so powerful and so profound that um, I really, I mean, and then it, it, I really, and then I realized it was happening to a lot of other people too. And so there was like a whole community of people, you know, and we're all going through the same thing. So I felt really supported and I felt really loved. And that for, you know, those first couple of years of spiritual awakening, um, it was like a spiritual high for, you know, every day was like a spiritual high. It really was. It was like, it was so magical that I was like, wow, that magic was really happening every single day for like a couple of years where I just, you know, I did my Reiki, I did theta healing, I did all these things. And I started my first business and, and all of those things just like manifested so fast. It was like on superpower, you know, turbocharged. But I suppose during that time, it was a healing period for you as well. Oh, yeah. Releasing everything that's happened in the past as well. Yeah, that's so when, you, when you start, what business did you start? Did you start a psychic business or like a healing business? No, I started a pet sitting. So when I first, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, I just had absolutely no clue. But I knew that I loved animals and I was always really connected to animals. Mm-hmm. In fact, I started off as an animal communicator because that was easy for me. Um, yeah. And so, but, so I started a pet sitting business and yeah. it was like, Oh, I love animals. Well that, you know, and that again, I used, um, I, and that's when I used manifesting and visualization to grow that pet sitting business from zero to like, you know, 70 K in like two years, just oh, visualizing exactly what I wanted. Um, and, and it happened. It absolutely happened so fast. Well, that's brilliant. Especially within two years. That is fantastic. Yeah. But then what, then what led you from being an animal communicator and having that, that business yeah. where you are now? Because yeah. obviously that is quite a huge difference because you're, you're a fantastic coach and a fantastic healer. So You've made this transition and mm-hmm. how did you find that transition? Was it quite difficult? How did you overcome those issues as well? Yeah. So, so as I continue to heal and grow, um, I realized that, you know, the animals are fine. They're good. It's the people that need help, you know? <laughs> well, I'm sure I can think of quite a few people, which I'm sure you've probably come across as well. And so the universe is like, <laughs> you know, okay, you need to help people. And I got that message strong, you know, very strongly. And so I said, well, I'm going to go to a psychic fair. And I thought that's really scary to go, you know, get your little booth at the psychic fair. Right. And so I was scared, but I did one thing I do is like, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I went to that psychic fair. I set up my booth. I had a line at my table of people that had I had never done a psychic fair. These other psychics, they go every year and they do it. You know, they're, they've been there for 10 years doing psychic readings. I'm brand new. I set up my table and I had a line of people at my table and every one of my readings was spot on. I had never done a reading before. I just yeah. went to that psychic fair and said, here I am. The universe. Deliver you know, guide me, show me what to do. And so that's when I, and every single person at my table said the same thing. They were saying, well, you know, I'm unhappy with my life. I don't like my job. And I was like, I was blown away. I couldn't, I was just like flabbergasted. I was like all these, there's something going on here. There's like a, 
mass, you know, awakening. Everybody's unhappy with their job or with their life and they they're trying to understand the spiritual you know and they're trying to you know get over the self-doubt and the fears and all that so that's when i really turned this just doing the psychic readings into more of the coaching mm-hmm. and because I, I mean i'm sure you'll i completely agree with you there are so many people who are questioning their lives whether it's yeah. work relationships but it's almost like they're scared of taking that first step yeah I mean, I mean, I'm sure like with some of your clients now, how would you say, how would you not even convince them? How would you like kind of get them to shift that mindset to take that first step for whatever they want to do? Yeah, it's really understanding that, that you are supported and the universe provides for you everything you need and you have access to that power but you have to get yourself out of the way. You have to be willing to give up what mm-hmm. you're holding on to. And most of us hold on to things, um, fears and excuses. And because that's, how, you know, we've been saying that program for however long we've been on the planet, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's like ingrained. And so to convince people to let go of their fear let and and trust something that you cannot see because it's you can't see it and trust that 100 percent, no matter what that that's going to take care of you that takes a lot of inner work yeah to get to that point but when you know if, if when people get to that point and you think of all the times you were fearful and you did it anyway like what's you know what's the worst thing that happened i mean most of the time it worked out okay right yeah and, and so to convince people to take that instead of what they're doing and give up the old, you know, the change, it's, 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 it takes a lot of work and you got to be willing to do that inner work and not everybody's ready for that. Yeah. You I mean, know? with the one thing that I really, really have wanted to ask you is these karmic healings that you yeah. do. Mm-hmm. How did you get into those? Because they're so powerful. Yeah. So one of the main things I do, even though I'm trained in Reiki and Theta healing, is um, I got downloads from the universe that this was a big part of what is needed to heal is these karmic you know, relationships that we have had in this life where we pick up beliefs from our parents. We take you know, whether people believe this or not, you know, we incarnate on the planet. We choose our parents before we're come here. Right. So you think like, well, why the heck would I choose my crappy parents? Well, it's for the experience. You know, why would I, why would I have all this trauma or why would I choose abuse or, you know, addiction or whatever it is. And we choose that for whatever experience that we need to have to grow our souls. So we have contracts with our parents we chose that experience with them we chose that path and we did that throughout every single lifetime we've ever had so that's all that is imprinted in our 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 dna and our cellular memory yeah every single lifetime and i can guarantee we've had multiple lifetimes learning that same lesson right yeah we can get here where we are now in this lifetime we've spent many lifetimes struggling yeah, no, definitely we have. <laughs> have indeed we have indeed i mean i remember like our first session that was just so powerful that shifted quite a lot yeah. um 
and then obviously when you have done the group ones as well mm-hmm. that has had a major impact and if we look back in the like from the journey where we both started like a year or a year and a half ago yeah it's shifted so much so much you know because it's obviously I've had a lot of things to shift you've shifted but it's we've come kind of come around full circle yeah all continuously growing yeah but would you say you would have would you say that you would have thought that your life would have turned out like it is like say five years ago Oh, so if, you were, if you were like, say we're, you're going back to 2012 and you're looking forward five years ahead, because they always ask, when you go for an interview, where would you see yourself right. five years time? <laughs> if somebody asked you that question back in 2012, would you have said, I see myself as a psychic business coach? Oh, gosh. No, not, I mean, even just... Even just like, I don't know, two or three years ago, I probably wouldn't have seen that. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's trusting the unknown. I mean, I knew that I was done with my pet sitting business. And here's the thing. It's okay. You could start a business and let's say you want to change it later. That's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's totally okay because you grow and you change and you try different things and there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of the process. So you know, if somebody, when I started my pet sitting business, I was like, this is it. I'm not doing anything else. This is great. And somewhere, yeah. somewhere in there, it changed. Yeah. You know? And that's part of my soul's growth. So I let that continue yeah. the way it's. I mean, like they say, like they say that the only constant thing is change. Yes. Always need to flow like water. Who yeah. I remember who said that now. <laughs> it's gone out. Somebody <laughs> Somebody said, you know, what I've learned to do is listen to that inner voice, because what happens when I don't is like something physical will happen to my body. And I don't really like that. So (laughs) it makes you start feeling uncomfortable. No, I know that feeling. Yeah. Or I get hurt or I get sick and I don't really like that. So I like to be in alignment with what I'm supposed to do, because when you're out of alignment, the universe is going to, you know, give you a tap on the head and say, Hey, you're out of alignment. That usually shows up as something in your body or maybe you got injured or, you know, where it's like, you got to look at what's going on. We got to listen to that. So the universe is constantly trying to get our attention. Yeah. It's like, hi, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I've learned is that if I'm not in alignment, I'm going to feel it for me. It's usually in my body. So, and I don't like that feeling because I like to feel good. And so I'm going to try really hard to stay in alignment so that that I feel good. My body's in alignment. I don't have any aches and pains and you know, that kind of thing. I was going to ask you something. You yeah. took that leap of faith and you came to LA. What prompted yeah. you to do that? That was a download that was so, again, that strong, strong feeling that you absolutely cannot ignore because it hits you in the pit of the stomach. Yeah. And I, the message, once we get that connection, and again, this is, you know, it takes a lot of work to have that connection so strong where you, there is no doubt in your mind. You do not doubt it. You just go because there's no other choice but to go. And it's that strong and that clear that I don't doubt it, that that is coming from source, that I need to go help 
people in LA. I am needed in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I have, and the funny thing is, well, it's actually not funny because I've met so many people that are down here and they say the same thing. I got a message that I needed to be here. Wow. And Synchronicity. Synchronicity, but there are places on the planet where people, where light workers need to be, right? So we are placed on the planet for a reason because we need to yeah. raise the vibration there. So there'll be, you know, and LA is a big city. So a lot of us, you know, a lot of us are needed here to help, um, you know, raise the vibration. And I have no, you know, I just, there's, there's just no doubt in my mind that that's what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, though, but since you've been in L.A., you've come, you've had so many new opportunities come, you know. Um, yeah. was it? You became a column, you're writing for a publication. Yeah, yeah so I write for a magazine. Um, I've met so many wonderful people, local clients that I have. I have, a, you know, speaking engagements, which was one of my things that I wanted to manifest is right you know getting on a larger platform yeah you know to reach more people and part of that is you know speaking opportunities speaking to groups of people where i can get you know just get my message out wherever you know wherever that's needed yeah so it's been quite a journey i'd say the last two and a half three years have been quite a um a roller coaster ride and yeah. a really big learning curve for you as well for sure. It's yeah. And then as long as, you know, we stay open to that learning and growing and, and how we do that is we don't cut ourselves off from that expansion. So when we have fear and doubt, we cut ourselves off from that expansion. We're yeah. not expanding, we're contracting. Right. So yeah. when we stay open and willing to receive and willing to see things, you know, to trust something that we can't see, we stay open to expansion. And that's where the magic is. That's what, that's what everybody wants. Yeah, definitely. Know? Everybody definitely. wants that. And magic. There's been a lot of magical stuff happening. I mean, you've just, all right, you've had all your healing stuff that you've been doing. You've been doing your psychic coaching as well. Mm -hmm. But the great thing is you've actually set up a, psychic coaching group now yeah and how are you finding that i mean how has the response been to that because obviously i'm in one of your groups and i just find yeah. them so helpful especially with the live sessions like for the healing sessions i mean we there was one where we had that belief system where we had to like where you were doing something with the finger i don't even i can't remember oh, what yeah. that was. Muscle testing yeah the muscle testing it was like yes or no yes or no yes or no <laughs> and there was like everyone's just sitting at home going yes no yes no <laughs> that's right yeah yeah so I mean, you know, again it's those limiting beliefs that is the only thing that's holding us back really there's nothing else in my opinion it's like it's really like 99 well it's like 99.99 percent mindset yeah you know that's it nothing else it's breaking that conditioning really yes. basically from it's what we had before yeah um, like how can i describe it it's almost like if you can think of um i don't know i i, I suppose it's like if we can think of an onion as an analogy and you're mm. taking the layers off yeah to come down to the raw you yeah really um and breaking down that belief system not only that i suppose every experience we've had with different people where we've interacted those relationships you right. know they've they've ingrained something in us that 
we put our guards up yeah. but it's all about making sure the guards are down and we're take i suppose we're being more assertive in our own way and knowing our own true worth as women not just women men as well but it's just bringing everything into balance i mean would you say perception is a big key as well Oh, yes. You know, yes. Everybody, you know, I really believe that you're creating your own reality with your perception of how, you know, of how you perceive things. Yeah. Right? And so, but we can change that. We can, you know, we can create whatever we want. We can change it, but we, you know, we have to bring in that energy. We have to harness that energy and work with that energy. Yeah. You know? So what would you say your next steps are now going forward? Like, obviously, you're doing the healings, but you're doing yeah. the psychic coaching as well. <laughs> Will you be doing other things as well? Or, oh, or does it depend on your downloads that you're getting? Because it's almost like, it, it's almost like I just feel as if, you know, things are constantly changing around you. You're like getting all these downloads, like literally regularly and yeah. you're changing you're changing and mixing things up yeah uh, i feel like yeah i mean there's so much i want to do it's like it's you know but the the core things i really want to do is start doing small retreats and taking women on a really spiritual profound experience uh -huh. um, you know groups of women clearing trauma clearing abuse clearing you know whatever it is the deep stuff that's holding you back um working on those contracts right clearing that then i want to develop that ancestral karmic clearing into my own healing modality and teach others so that they can do it too in their work because it's really powerful for trauma and the deep deep stuff that we've probably had over many lifetimes um that's really and they've they've you know they've scientists have proven that we hold trauma in our dna and our cellular memory yeah yeah and that it changes our cells but we can also we can also change you know that can be also be changed right yeah. our dna can be changed our cellular memory can be changed yeah, I remember you doing a mass group healing and I think I was part, yeah, I was part of it as well. And that really helped shift a lot of things. Um, and it's just amazing how things that we question until we're actually open to actually receiving that form of healing or be yeah. open to receiving something like that, how much of a profound effect that it can actually have on you as an individual. Yeah. You know, that sometimes where we come from a place of lack, Mm -hmm. going from a place of lack to abundance in every aspect whether it's love happiness inner peace it, it it's amazing yes i know it's 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 an incredible journey and you know and so i always say thanks universe i want more of that you know keep it coming i want more and being open to receiving that and getting yourself out of the way because I like what the universe, you know, sets up for me better than the, what I could set up for myself. Yeah. You know, I like that magic and I like those surprises and synchronicities. Yeah. So I'm happy to get myself out of the way and let the universe do its job because it can do a way better job than I can. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if you were to like kind of give a message to individuals how what kind of message would you give them and what would be the best way for them to be actually in touch with you mm. get in touch with you 
Yeah. So really, you know, the, if, if anyone is struggling and, per, you know, that perpetual struggle that you've maybe had all your life and you, you're not even quite sure where it comes from, you just know it's an issue in your life and it shows up over and over again. And you've been in that stuck place for such a long time and you're wondering how things could ever be any different because you don't know what that's like. You don't know what it feels like to have success or, you know, abundance or love or whatever it is. Well, this is, you know, there's a way to do that and it starts with healing. And I like to empower women to heal themselves, right? We're mm -hmm. often looking for that outside magic bullet pill or whatever it is that's going to change. It really starts with that deep healing on an inner level. And that's what I really like to help women with. And so, um, so yeah, so I have a Facebook group. It's called Spiritual Entrepreneur Success Mindset. That has almost 800 people in there now. Just a few months ago, it had 350 people. So I've grown that. I've almost doubled the group. Um, and then I can be reached on my website at www.healingallbeings.com. Mm -hmm. My email is Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at healingallbeings.com. Yeah, I, I remember when the group started out, there weren't that many people. Yeah. I mean, the, group, the group's only, what, about seven months old, eight months old, I think? Yeah, or? something like that. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And that yeah. is such an amazing growth in that amount of time. Because I remember there were only about 30, 40 people. And right. it's like, over time, it's like, who are these people? Right. And the amazing thing is that we've, we've connected with so many people all yeah. over the world all over the world it's amazing and the right you know i always say the people that need you will find you and yeah it, it is it's that other you know it can be synchronistic on on the internet too yeah it, it's just crazy it's, to, i love it to think, ago, to, to think 20 years ago that all this well actually more than 20 years ago all this was like quite new yeah but now it's just it, it's just an everyday thing I know. And I always tell people it's here for your benefit. You know, some people yeah. don't want to use the, the social media or internet or whatever, but it is here for your benefit. It's going to help you. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing how it's all turned out, but I have to say that your journey has been incredible. Right. From, yeah. right from... That's my dog. Sorry. Come on. Come here. Sorry. The dog is fine. <laughs> Let's have a look at the dog. <laughs> come here. Come here. My little barky dog. Okay. He's probably got excited. Hello. <laughs> Hi. This is Coco. Hi, Coco. Coco. Coco's made a special guest appearance right at the end. <laughs> Yeah. But thank you so so much, Tracy, oh, for coming along. It's been fun. It's been much fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But thank you so much for accepting my invite. So yeah, hopefully, so if, if anybody does want to get in touch with Tracy, please contact her. She is fantastic um, and very very understanding. So thank you again, Tracy. It's been great. And um, hope to have you again soon. Okay.
All right then. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.